Welcome to the Confidently Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ward, and I'm here to help you develop your creative business. Subscription to the podcast is free. Sponsors are welcome. And please don't forget to share the podcast and leave me a review. Also, look out for news about the upcoming Confidently Creative community events on my Instagram, which is at Jason Ward Creative. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Today, we're going to talk about how the slogan, something for everyone, could be hampering the creative and commercial development of your business. I'm going to help you understand the value of finding your audience and give you some practical tips on making sure you focus your creative work on the people who will love it and value it the most. And please remember that finding your creative focus in business is a journey. This is not an overnight sensation. Now, I'm really lucky in my consultancy practice that I work with some incredibly talented creatives and business people. And one of the questions I always ask is, who is your audience? And what I've seen is there is a big difference between, I think, about three groups of people. Now, the first group They always appear to be in control. They appear to be absolutely clear about what their brand means and who their audience is. They focus on a particular demographic or an interest group. Some of them even have an avatar of who their ideal client is. And what they want from me is not to know who their customer is. They know who that is. They want to know how can they target a new audience or use what they've learned, get some support and target a new audience. The second group is caught in that kind of uncomfortable place between wanting to focus on defining their work and doing specific work, but then always being drawn down a slightly different path because of a potential opportunity, which I'm sure we can all relate to. Now, the third group, and this is probably most of us, are the people that have found themselves in a position where they are doing everything all the time. These people are working their behinds off to try to bend their creative and business minds and even their time to solve any challenges that come their way. And I think, like I said, this is probably most of us. These people usually need a chamomile tea or two. And we sit down and we have a long, long chat. And these people are really, they're, they're traveling at 150 miles an hour and they're absolutely trying their best to offer something for everyone. But the good thing is, this group is also the group that sees the most progress once they calm down. Now, defining audiences is something that every successful company does. When I was at Carnival UK, the company spent a ton of money working out who their audience is now, who it will be at set points in the future, who they'd like it to be. And part of my job was to develop concepts that would appeal to or have value for those identified groups. But let's look at how we feel as consumers when we see something advertised as something for everyone. Now, as consumers, this slogan, something for everyone, rarely creates a sense of a product being premium or even valuable for us. And that's because we're all individuals. We all have specific requirements. So when we want to purchase a product, a service or an experience, we're looking for something for me. And in business, it's very easy to keep extending our range a little further, looking to appeal to a wider and wider demographic. And this can be dangerous, but I think this is also where we can learn a lesson from some of the best creative brands. And today, I'd like to look at two specifically, Disney theme parks and TED Talks. So let's start with Disney theme parks. So they're very clear that they're working for a family audience. So everything that they offer is for that demographic. 
They also recognize that family can mean different things to different people, and that's also acknowledged in their product. But how did this begin? Well, here's a good fact, trivia lovers. Walt Disney actually opened the original Disneyland because he could not find a place that he could enjoy with his daughters. And he wanted a place where families could go and enjoy themselves together. So that audience focus, that creative focus, was literally built in to the entire product and creative development process of Disneyland. So how many of us have taken that time to assess who we're doing this for before we start our journey? So Walt Disney's creative focus on offering a place where the whole family can enjoy themselves together has become more and more valuable over time. Now, all of us, we all know what to expect in a Disney theme park and we'll pay a premium because we know that we'll have a great time with our families there because they are focused on that and they deliver a great product. So we can see from that example that despite restricting our audience to a particular segment or demographic, we can be massively successful. Let's take a look at a very different brand, TED Talks. TED Talks took a slightly different route to arrive at success. The first TED Talks event was held in 1984, and the organization's founders thought that there was a growing convergence between the worlds of technology, entertainment, and design. But the first event didn't actually make any money, and it wasn't until 1990 that the world was ready for TED Talks. But the founders maintained this focus on this growing, influential audience of the open-minded and curious, people that are looking for intellectual stimulation and inspiration. As the brand and business developed, the original tech entertainment design focus branched out to include philosophy, medicine, even religion. But what did not change was the audience that the product was aimed at, those influential, curious and open-minded people. And this product development led to the creation of various offshoots of the brand, including TEDx and TED Fellows, but always the same focus on the curious and open-minded. Now, we all know that if we want to know something more about a subject or we want to feel inspired, we can go and search for a TED Talk to satisfy our curiosity. The development of the creative product also led to what I think is the greatest mission statement in history, and that's TED's mission statement, Ideas Worth Spreading. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Confidently Creative. I would love you to subscribe and join our creative community. And please do get in touch to share any feedback you may have or just let me know if you need any specific support. My objective is to help you become more confidently creative. Now let's get back to the show. So what TED have got is instead of a demographic based on age, gender, wealth, location, whatever, they're focusing on the curious and open-minded no matter where or who they are. So both these examples show us the focus on who our creativity is for can be a huge help in developing our businesses. But how do we become the next TED Talks or Disney? Well, we could start by, by finding out who our audience is or, or who's, who's our customers, who's our clients, what do they want, how much they want to spend, what are their aspirations. This is really useful information, but also it's time-consuming, expensive, and frankly, I think it's doing the work back to front. So we need to think back to TED Talks, think back to the Disney parks. And they started, as a friend of mine would say, with the end goal in mind. They started with the idea of creating for and serving 
a particular group of people or audience. But more than this, they also started with a creative concept. Walt Disney said, if I create a place where families could enjoy themselves and I can bring my creative vision to life, what would that place look like? TED Talks recognised that the world was changing and a knowledge economy was developing and they looked at a group of people that were part of that and created a product just for them. So how does that work? Let's have a look. So neither of these products is specifically aimed, let's say, at 18 to 25-year-olds who are partying hard. Neither of the companies specifically focuses on older people or, or grandparents. However, a young person who likes to go out and party hard might also want to enjoy a TED Talk when they need information or inspiration. An older person might want to spend their money on taking their children and grandchildren to Disney, for example. In both cases, the person knows where to get the product they want because the product's creation has been focused with the end in mind. Neither product is claiming to be something for everyone, although at some point many people might be interested in that particular product. And I think that's really important to remember. Disney parks are not claiming to be something for everyone. TED Talks are not claiming to be something for everyone. They are both focused on specific times, specific people and a specific demographic. And they're both very successful. So let's look at how we can apply some of this to our own businesses. So I've come up with some tips to sort of help everybody here. And tip one is really get specific about and identify your creative and business strengths. Now, this means we have to be honest with ourselves. We, we shouldn't try to do everything, but you need to concentrate on what you do best. Try to be the best at a maximum one or two areas in your chosen field. And remember, Disney theme parks aims to be the best only in the field of family entertainment. Tip two, now you know what your strengths are. You need to identify the audience, the customers and clients that match your skill and focus on talking to them and use your creativity to craft the messages that you send these people. Although this might feel that you're looking for a smaller audience, what you're in fact doing is looking for a qualified audience, an audience that's already interested in what you do. Tip three, in the words of the old song, once you've found your audience, never let it go. Build loyalty with that audience create conversations with people. There's a singer that I follow on Instagram who, as well as posting about where she's performing, uh, she also posts videos of her chatting about how she prepares, what her favorite songs are. And what she's doing is she's talking to her loyal audience. Building audience loyalty is key because it's easier to get work from an existing client than win a new one. Tip four, get started on what your next creative steps will be. This is sometimes called an innovation pipeline. So make sure that you continue to develop your creative product offering so that your loyal audience has something new to enjoy. And who knows, you might pick up a bigger audience with your innovations as well. Tip five, and this is a tough one, you really need to commit to your plan. You may need to take a stand and make a kind of active decision to focus on your most qualified audience. And there is no doubt, there absolutely is no doubt that this can be tricky and also scary as we feel that we might risk losing or alienating some of our audience. However, I would say the rewards are there if you can get to a point where you're focusing on, working for and engaging with an audience that is already open to your creative offer. Finally, remember, you can't be all things to all people, nor should you try to be. Thanks for listening today. Have a great week.
Thank you for listening to Confidently Creative. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, subscription is free and you can follow me on Instagram at Jason Ward Creative. Please feel free to leave me a review and share the show. I look forward to catching up with you soon on Confidently Creative.